Hi, everybody. Welcome to the third episode of InvestEdge podcast. This is Dr. Kurtai, and today is November 7th, Sunday. Today, I'm gonna, going to talk about asset allocation and diversification. First, what is asset allocation and how does it help individual and institutional investors, such as pension funds and endowments, in the pursuit of higher financial efficiency? Asset allocation is simply allocating one's capital into different and more importantly, distinct asset classes. It has been shown that a significant portion of a portfolio's returns is explained by the mix of asset classes used by investors. So determining your asset allocation is the most important decision that you will make with respect to your investment portfolio. It is even more important than the individual securities you buy, assuming you prefer including individual stocks and bonds in your portfolio. As you know, alternatively, you can simply choose an index fund for each asset class and hold a so-called passive portfolio. Now, what is an asset class? An asset class is a collection of various securities that exhibit similar traits as well as comparable responses to market fluctuations. In other words, each asset class is expected to reflect different risk return profiles and perform differently in any given market environment so that we can capture a diversification benefit which results in better risk-adjusted returns for your portfolio. Now, what is diversification? Diversification is the practice of spreading your investments around many asset classes or investments so that your exposure to any one type is limited. If asset allocation is the first step of investing, diversification is the second most important step in helping you select different securities within asset classes. Historically, the three main asset classes have been equities or stocks, fixed income or bonds, and cash equivalent or money market instruments. However, most investment professionals nowadays include real estate, commodities, financial derivatives, and such alternative investments as private equity, venture capital, and hedge funds to the asset class mix. Each of these plays a unique role in your portfolio, providing the potential for growth, income, relative stability, or inflation protection. By adjusting how much you own of each asset class, you can adjust the risk-reward potential in your portfolio to create a mix that suits your goals and time horizon. In other words, investors interested in maximizing return can do so by reducing portfolio risk through asset class diversification. Of course, many individuals do not have access to alternative investments mentioned earlier. But especially with the growth in the ETF industry, they can find similar alternatives in the ETF space. The ETF industry enables individual investors create portfolios either by themselves or with the help of an investment advisor, which resemble those created by the institutional investors, such as pension funds and endowments. So we are in a better position today to improve the financial efficiency of our portfolios by utilizing an extensive list of asset classes 
some of which was not available before. The specific asset allocation to choose and hold at any point in time depends largely on three factors. First, your investment horizon. That is, how long are you planning to hold the portfolio to achieve a financial goal, such as saving for a down payment or a child's education and retirement? If you are saving over the short term, it is wise not to take much capital risk and invest in liquid and low-risk asset classes, such as money market instruments and treasury bills. On the other hand, if you are investing for the long term, you can afford to take more risk as your money has more time to recover from falls and corrections in the markets. Your investment horizon is heavily related to your specific financial goal. Translating your goals and objectives into financial realities, such as, I need $200,000 in 18 years, helps one create the portfolio which has the highest probability of success. The second factor is your risk tolerance. For instance, what is the maximum amount you are willing to lose in a week, month, or a year? What level of volatility are you comfortable with? Establishing your risk tolerance in terms of quantities of risk, such as downside risk or overall volatility, will help you minimize behavioral biases and define rebalancing policies in a more effective manner. And the third factor is your liabilities. How much money you owe to others and when. Recognizing your short-term liabilities will help you establish the ideal cash, cash position in your portfolio. Keeping some cash position will be beneficial in taking advantage of periodic distortions in the markets by buying undervalued assets and securities. Thus, cash is useful in tactical decisions. The reward for taking on risk is the potential for a greater investment return. All investments involve some degree of risk. It is important to note that the key to successful investing is the recognition and identification of risks and positioning one's portfolio accordingly by incorporating the factors outlined earlier. By diversifying across various asset classes, whose returns do not move in tandem under different market conditions and economic environments, an investor can protect the portfolio against significant losses. To summarize, asset allocation, that is diversification across different asset classes, hinges upon the following observations. Different asset classes play a different role, Markets are unpredictable, the mix matters, and having the right rebalancing policy is the secret ingredient in making sure that the process stays coherent and effective. Now let's talk about the implementation. The first step is deciding on, each, on which asset classes to include in the portfolio, including sub-asset classes. For instance, within stocks, we can consider the following subclasses, U.S. stocks, developed markets, which is usually referred to as international stocks, and emerging markets. Within U.S. stocks, we can utilize the following subclasses, large cap, 
mid cap, small cap, that is finding stocks based on their capitalizations, growth versus value, and sectors. There is also the possibility of using certain themes, which is gaining attraction among investors and advisors. Some examples of these themes are emerging and disruptive technologies, genomics, robotics, metaverse, well-being and lifestyles, e-commerce, renewable energy, digital transformation, biotech. You may choose to diversify across themes within the stock allocation, but be aware that ETFs offering thematic funds are quite expensive. Always pay attention to expense ratios if you are using ETFs and mutual funds. Stock picking is very difficult for the average investor. So most investors typically invest in mutual funds and or ETFs, which come at a cost. You need to consider the cost of outsourcing the implementation function. There is no free lunch. If you prefer diversifying across sector funds, for instance, you can use global sector funds offered by ETF providers. These global sector funds include both U.S. and international companies in their offerings. Within fixed income, the following subclasses offer different risk return profiles and provide us with further diversification benefits. These are treasuries, agencies, investment-grade corporate bonds. These are high-quality bonds. High-yield corporate bonds. These are riskier than investment grade, but with the potential of higher returns. High-yield corporate bonds are also called junk bonds for obvious reasons. Tips for inflation protection. Uh, tips uh, is treasury inflation-protected securities. So they, pay, they help us uh, get rid of the inflation risk in the portfolio. Municipal bonds and international and emerging market bonds. See, so many different alternatives you have within the bond portfolio or within the bond allocation. Of course, you are not going to use all these subclasses. My point is that there are many opportunities out there depending on how much you want to diversify your portfolio. If you want to go beyond the traditional asset allocation of stocks, bonds, and cash, you can add real estate, as I mentioned earlier, commodities, and alternative investments to the mix. First, if you like a real estate allocation, you can invest in REITs, real, in, real estate investment trusts, which are corporations investing in commercial real estate. They are registered with the ACC. Some public REITs are traded just like stocks after being listed on a national exchange. You can also buy a REIT mutual fund or ETF. The REIT raises capital from a group of investors and uses it to buy buildings if it's an equity REIT or buys loans on buildings if it's a mortgage REIT. Most equity REITs specialize in a particular type of real estate, such as hotels, shopping centers, office buildings, or medical centers. They may also concentrate their purchases in a specific geographic area. Lastly, I would like to share with you three websites on ETFs 
that you can use to learn about different types of ETFs and filter through them. Those are ETF.com, ETFDB.com, and ETFchannel.com. Go Tigers!